Hi, Bam Bam. You're stealing your birthday suit? <laughs> it must be hot up there. Hi, my soul sister. How are you? Beepy. Hi, Beepy. <laughs> Kisses to y'all, kisses to y'all. All right, let me get this greeting out of the way. Hello and welcome to the Dina Joe podcast. I am DJ Dina Joe coming to you from the Mile High City, colorful Colorado. Thank you so much for joining my show today. You all are the best. If you're listening to the download, thank you and hit that follow button. You can join us live. Sometime I'm here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7:45 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, and I have the best people in the chat. Um, thank you all for your continued love, likes, shares, supports, downloads, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, so let's see who else is in here. All right, hi Jimmy, how are you? <laughs> good to see you. I'm so glad you're here. God, this thing is like doing weird stuff. You here for a little motivation, motivational Monday? <laughs> we'll get it going. We'll get it going. <clears throat> yes, it is a motivational Monday, and um, we'll go over the weather first. Um, uh, today in Denver, it's currently 66. Yeah, it's they said it's mostly sunny, but there is no sun out right now. So I'm not quite sure who does the weather report. Hi, Mike, but it's not Mr. Mike Tampa Bay doing the weather. <laughs> Remember when you used to do the weather all the time? It is so cloudy outside right now. They said that we're gonna get to a high of 90. Um, there is flood watch in effect until 4 p.m. the afternoon, closer up towards um, Boulder, Eastern Central, North Central, and Northeast Central, kind of up where Bart is. So, um, okay. Um, and if you're hot, if you're where it's not cool and you're going to go to Cherry Creek today, don't do it. It's, um, parts of Cherry Creek Reservoir are closed, um, due to a toxic blue green algae bloom. Doesn't that sound lovely? Um, but they say you can still, you can still, um, fish in boat, but you can't get in the water, um, or let drink the water or get in the water so gross um let's see and uh for my friend bam bam my family um well in ontario 67 um sunny expect partly sunny skies with 74 your air seems to have cleaned up a bit yeah um i think um, i don't know i mean i think you still have a lot of fires um, but it seems like it's cleared up from some of the pictures I see you post. Um, I hope it has. For BP, I'm in Elwood City, Pennsylvania, 65 and sunny, mostly sunny skies with a high of 78. Oh, good. It's not going to be that hot for you. In Arizona, it's cooling down a little bit. You're getting a little bit of, um, it probably will feel really good. Um, in Tucson, 77, partly cloudy right now. There will be mostly sunny skies with a high of 97. And then Phoenix, they're saying it's 83 and sunny. Expect sunny skies with a high of 105. 
I mean, it's still, it's still, it's still hot. I mean, I found myself complaining yesterday. It was in the nineties and I'm like, I can't complain. There's no complaining, no complaining. Um, so yeah, it's just, a, it's a little bit cooler. I'm happy for you guys, but still. All right, so we're gonna go right into the word of the day, quote of the day, and all that good stuff to get us going on Motivational Monday. And then I have some motivational, some stories that are good, just to get our hearts going, because I know we're gonna deal with crap all week, right? So um, let's let's try to fill ourselves with some good stuff. So um, the word that I have, oh, the word that I have actually is um, positive or positivity, neither one, consisting in or characterized by the presence or possession of features and qualities rather than their absence. So um, being positive does not mean ignoring the negative. Um, being positive means overcoming the negative. Um, gosh, I can't get this music just in a happy spot. Let's see. Sorry, now you're hearing it. Bing, 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 bing. All right. All right. So what does being positive um, or positivity mean to you? Every day we are bombarded with endless streams of bad news, courtesy of our news and, and social media. Um, let's be real. Staying positive can be incredibly difficult in this day and age. I'm constantly hearing the impending doom and gloom is downright exhausting. Um, back to the question, what does positive or positivity mean? It means being cheerful and hopeful even when you are in the midst of challenges. Positive people look for the good in every situation and are very grateful for what they have. Um, don't get me wrong, being positive does not mean <laughs> you never feel negative emotions or struggle with thoughts. Everyone has um, days when they feel down or discouraged. The difference is that someone with a typically positive attitude, they don't um, let the negative emotions control them. Welcome, Ozzy. Good to see you. Welcome, Ba. Good to see you. Um, don't let, they don't let um, negative emotions control them. They would rather focus on finding a solution instead of dwelling on their problems. That being said, um, there are so many benefits to being positive. Um, some notable benefits are high Rottweiler, better mental well-being. Positive people tend to have better overall mental health. They are more resilient in the face of life's challenges. During difficult times, being more positive can help create a buffer against the negative effects of stress. Um, it increases happiness. Positivity is also linked to greater happiness. Positivity is associated with better physical health. Um, let's see, positive people are less likely to die from cardiovascular problems and live longer than their pessimistic counterparts. Um, they have stronger relationships. Positive people are less likely to have conflicts with others and have healthier, more fulfilling interpersonal relationships. Fortunately, there are plenty of ways to have infectious positivity and that will have you and everyone around you smiling. 
Um, practicing mindfulness is another way. Um, practicing mindfulness is simple as paying attention to how you are feeling, what you're thinking, and considering why at that moment you are feeling the way you're feeling and think that particular thoughts. So once you become a pro at living in the moment, you find that it helps keep you grounded because then you'll kind of think about it. Okay. Do I really need to get really upset and negative about this or no? What if I turn it around? So um, find the funny in life, being able to find humor in every aspect of your life, especially during the more challenging and difficult times, laughing at yourself. Um, I found that very, that was, that helped me a lot laughing at myself instead of uh, calling yourself idiot or stupid. Um, which I used to do all the time, which is, you, who, why do we do that? Why do we do that to ourselves? We wouldn't do that to somebody that we love. I wouldn't call any of you guys an idiot or stupid. Um, you know, so don't do that to yourself. Laugh at yourself when you make a mistake and think about it and just be like, oh, well, you know, life goes on. Surround yourself with positive people. That's like all of you guys, every single one of you. Um, well, of course you might think, yeah, duh. Cutting out toxic people from your life, which can be hard, but life challenging, um, life changing, excuse me. It can be hard, but it can be life changing with the amount of peace you will have. Um, instead of surrounding yourself, um, instead surround yourself with happy, positive people. It has a compounding effect. When people around you complain less, you tend to complain less. When people around you laugh, you laugh. Happiness begets happiness. You learn a lot from positive people. Seeing how positive people react to hardship, negativity, can give you something to aspire to. Remember, the only person that's holding you back, ooh, we don't want that music yet. <laughs> the only person that's holding you back from becoming a more positive person is you. So get out there and make a difference in the world. So there, <laughs> that was Aaron's music. I didn't, I didn't talk fast enough. <laughs> so yeah. Um, try to be more positive. Uh, we need it so badly in this world. Um, this world has all the negativity that it surrounds you if you don't look for it. So yeah. And so with that being said, um, I have a few motivational stories. Um, every day, countless events take place that make our world a bit brighter. We just usually don't hear about him. We usually hear about the negative. So I want to tell you about some positive ones. Um, I told you about the algae. That was not positive. This one cracked me up. And I'm going to post these pictures of this dad. This dad is the best dad ever. His, his little girl wanted to um, go see the Barbie movie. And um, she told her dad, if which, would he dress up with her to go see the opening of the premiere of the Barbie movie? And so he was just like, would he, she asked him to wear pink. And he's like, all right. Um, he says, my daughter, my daughter said, daddy, take me to the premiere of Barbie, but wear something pink or will you be too ashamed? And that was, um, Azar Rodriguez Hernandez, Hernandez shared on his Facebook page. 
as R went above and beyond showing up in a full pink outfit featuring a pink tutu, leotards, cowboy hats, cowboy boots, and a tie, and to tie, ties it all together. And he has a cowboy hat, a, a body, a pink bodysuit with pink tutus um, and cowboy boots. And he says, I think the one who's going to be embarrassed is her, he said. Um, Believe me, wearing pink does not make you less of a man, he wrote. As I said, his intent for the fashion was not to draw attention to himself, but instead to bring joy and laughter to his daughter. Um, there's no doubt he received more than a few giggles. Um, it is the cutest thing ever. And hi, um, humble dog. To see that this dad just went out of his way because, and you see him at the counter ordering food and stuff in this pink tutu and everything with his little girl right next to him. She's like up to you know, his waist and it's just the cutest thing ever. So, um, kudos to you, dad. And he's in Mexico, this, um, dad who dressed in pink, um, to take his daughter to the Barbie premiere. So that's my first positive story I have for you. And the next one has to do with Barbie again. Um, Margot Robbie, um, gives an, gives us another reason to adore her. Um, this happened a couple years ago, but it's just now being, um, going around again, I guess, because of the Barbie movie. And, um, I wish that I knew how to play this on here. Um, so, uh, a deaf, uh, fan, asked her a question and, um, she says, Oh, I know. And he hands her, I guess he hands her like how to do sign language. And she says, I know. And then she starts signing the alphabet and talking to him. And what I love about it is that hi, short pants, Robert, good to see you. Is that when she's doing it, like she's signing to him, you hear all these people screaming, Marga, Marga, look here, look here, you know, and she is just paying attention to this guy, this one individual and giving him her full attention. And I think that's friggin' awesome. I love it. Um, because you know, nowadays these Hollywooders are, um, they're all about themselves. And she took the time to be kind to somebody. And um, I'm going to post this one too. Yeah. It says Margot Robbie doing sign language for a deaf fan. So um, she made his day and made him happy. And that's what it's about. It doesn't, it just takes these little moments and little things that we can do in order to help one another. Um, like this story. Here's another one. Um, 10-year-old pianist serenades shelter dogs to ease their anxiety. Um, and it talks about this 10-year-old boy in Texas is using his musical talent to provide comfort for dogs in need. Um, Yerve, um, who is about to enter the fifth grade, plays the piano for four-legged residents at a Houston Pets Alive animal shelter. He visits them once a week. Um, is partly, um, let's see, it is partly Yerbe's own dog, Bozo, that gave him the idea. It says, when I play the piano or when I play music on my speakers or something, my dog just relaxes and lies down and listens to the music, he says. Um, I decided basically to play music for animals, definitely not drums, um, a 
a uh, piano or guitar, he says, that will reduce anxiety. So he goes out of his way um, to... Sorry, I'm getting a call from... The... No, okay. Um, to help these animals. And I think, gosh, he's so young. And I th that is what we need to instill in people is love and, um, and showing that love. I think since... I don't know. I guess I've noticed it more since COVID happened that people just are meaner. They just al they allow it to come out, and we're seeing all of the nastiness. So, um, so their favorite group is the owls, probably. <laughs> so he goes and plays a piano for them, and um, he says some of the dogs they start barking. It was funny because I was playing the video, and the dogs are like, "Oh!" And my dog just started like, "What the heck." Is there another dog in the room? <laughs> so, oh, I love it. So, um, yeah, I like that this young kid has empathy um, and is able to show that to people. So, yeah, those are a couple of good stories. And um, I also want to talk about what went right in the past week instead of all this crappy stuff, right? <laughs> Excuse me. So uh, we won't talk about that yet. Um, in Spain, when I was talking about um, the fires, I was hoping that they had in Canada um, some cleaner air. Um, well, one of the things in Spain that they it reintroduced wild horses um, to prevent wildfires. Um, the horses might seem like an unlikely ally when tackling wildfires, but ecologists believe that the animals could could be the key to preventing, um, let's see if I could turn the page, the kind of blazes that are currently um, ripping through um, Europe, Canada, all over the place. So uh, much that the rewilding project has just re reintroduced the animals um, to the Iberian highlands in Spain, where they were clear shrub and compostable leaves, um, which kind of makes sense. I mean, because they already do it with goats, right? They already have where you could rent goats to come out and chew up your weeds, I guess. So why wouldn't horses um, do it? And it's funny if Bam Bam's still in here, wild horses. <laughs> I was talking about wild horses in Canada from that show that I watched. And he's like, there's no wild horses up here. <laughs> I was like, all right. So um, I think that's a good thing. Um, hopefully it helps. And they said they they just start with 10 um, because they will um, mate and multiply and hopefully breed with ones that are already out there. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. And then the other thing that I have, well, welcome, 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 everybody, that I have um, that went right the past week, some good news is um, in Zimbabwe, 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 and I think this is kind of cool. We should start this in the states. They started putting out what's called friendship benches, um, and well, they're saying they're starting to go global. Um, it's a legacy of poverty, genocide, and dictatorship left Zimbabwe struggling with a um, pandemic of depression. Enter the friendship bench, a landmark project employing grandmothers to deliver therapy on park benches. Um, the concept has proven so successful that it's being explored around the world. Um, and they're going to start with London next. So it's going to be, you know, I think that's great because 
we all have something to offer, right? And we all have that advice. And when you don't have those people in your life anymore that you can go to for that, and you have that place, you know, they have that place where they can go and sit and talk to a grandma or a friend or whomever to get through whatever they're going through. So I think that is, um, great. So those are some good news stories that happened this past week. Um, let's see. There is a recall I wanted to tell you guys about if you eat applesauce. Some people do. Um, applesauce, it's not being, it's not here in Colorado because it's still on the store. Um, shelves as of yesterday, but applesauce is being pulled from stores in 24 states due to, I don't know how to, it's called patulin, patulin. I've never heard of this before. Let me see if I can copy it and put it in the chat. Patulin. It doesn't sound good. <clears throat> All right. That's what, how you spell it. Um, it's Mott's applesauce, um, patulin toxin, the recall and whether your product might be affected. Okay. Let's see. The patulin mycotoxin is produced by molds that grow on fruits, grains, and cheese. Um, the best known example of patulin is which in which contain apple juice and apple juice cider from apples. It says literally one bad apple can spoil the bench and patlin can even spread to other nearby foods and survives even in refrigerated temperatures. Oh, damn, that does not sound good. <laughs> I'm drinking contaminated apple juice, eating contaminated apples or consuming contaminated applesauce can produce symptoms of um, patlin exposure, including Vom nausea, vomiting, even the freaky sounding risk of damaging the DNA in some of the body's cells known as genotoxicity. Dang, that does not sound good. Um, so if you are in Alaska, Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Massachusetts, Maryland, Maine, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, North Carolina, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, BP, um, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, and Wisconsin, including um, the Bermuda and Dominic Republic. Um, you don't, don't, I wouldn't eat it if you had Mott's um, applesauce, but I'll post this too. Um, they have Best Buy dates of August 13th and August 14th, 2024. And then there's UPC codes that are here. So um, I'll post, hi, Tuttle, hi, hi, Bam, ma'am. I'm not used to you coming in that way. Um, so I will post those um, applesauce recall on the Dina Joe Facebook page. Um, but that doesn't sound good to get. Yeah. Uh, we went over that. We went over that. Um, 
<laughs> you're not naked anymore. You got your clothes back on. So, um, and then I was reading a giant pizza chain is closing hundreds of stores um, without any warning and it's Pizza Hut and they're closing if you, if you even have one. We have one here. We have one here and it's been here for, oh my gosh, I, uh, well, since we've been here. So over 30 years, it's been here. It's probably, it's, I know it's been here longer than that. It's one of the stores that's, you know, the freestanding where you could go. But the problem is, do you remember going there and you would get the all-you-could-eat buffet? It was like the salad bar and all-you-could-eat pizza. I remember that's why you went to the, to the Pizza Hut stores. That's why you went in there was when they had that. And then COVID came and messed everything up. And now you can't, I don't know, some states are bringing back, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? You know, buffets. Um, because I remember when we went to Texas, gosh, it's probably been now two years now since we've been to Texas. And we were, we were cracking up because, um, I can't think of the one big buffet that they had out here, um, that closed and they were all open out there. They're all, they're open everywhere. So I, I don't know. And I remember growing up and going to Sizzlers, if those are still even around, the Sizzlers to eat the, the sour and the cheese bread. Oh, good old Sizzler. So yeah, Pizza Hut and the stores are closing. They said one of them, where was it at? I'm in New York State. Um, somebody went there and they showed up and there was a handwritten note that says closed for good. Um, and that just is kind of sad because, you know, people that people are losing their jobs, but luckily there's a lot more out there, but still when you lose your job, it sucks. I remember when Aaron, um, one of his first job was, it, it's a deli and it's called Heidi's deli. If you guys have them. Um, and this lady worked so hard to try to get her to, it was just in the worst place to get in and out of this deli. Great food. She had one employee, an older gentleman who um, actually stole from her, which took a lot of money from her because he did it for a long time until they finally caught him. But it, it was just a lot of hard stuff. And I remember when she called us all back and she had me back there, she knew about Aaron's autism and there was like five of us. And she said that she was having to close her store and she just started to, I felt so bad for her, you know, and she was upset because she had to, she felt like she was letting people down. Um, she's just the sweetest. We still talk to her. She's just a great person. Hi GP man. So, um, it's sad when you go through that kind of stuff and it seems like, um, so support, <laughs> I'm going all over the place, support your small businesses. If you can, um, if you have good ones around you support them like BB does, he goes out and eats at all the places that are local in his town. And that's awesome because he's able to support those, those people. I have a coffee place here that um, I'll go to, um, because I try not to go to Starbucks. The only way I go is like Lewis will get every single year. He gets a, a, a Starbucks gift card for Christmas from one of the people that live there and he doesn't drink. Hi, Sam, Sam. So he gives it to me. That's the only, and when it's gone, I don't go back. Um, but I don't really like their coffee. So, but there's a, there's a local place here. Um, the coffee cabin I go to so support your local people. It's important. Um, 
DP just sent me the largest buffet in Pennsylvania, Shady Maple Smorgasbord. Do you Smorgasbord? I haven't heard that word in a long time. Shady Maples. Shady Maples Smorgasbord. Delicious, authentic Philadelphia Dutch cooking. Dang. It looks good and it looks clean. <laughs> it looks clean. Do you guys all have, I know California does this. I know what a name it is. It's funny. Um, where they have, where they have like a grade on the window when you go to a place like an A, B, C, D, E, F, probably not an E or I don't know, usually an A, B, C, F they have on them. Do you guys have those in your States? I wish not in Texas. I, I wish we had them. I know it's, I wish we had it just for the, so you knew what you were getting into when you go there. You know what I mean? You know what to expect. If it's a D it's like, okay, I know this place is a D for a reason. Um, but I, I don't know if it's, I don't know the whole meaning behind it. Um, oh, Arizona used to have it, but not anymore. Hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I think to me as a, as a, as a consumer going somewhere to eat, I don't, I don't know the whole meaning behind it, how hard it is for the people who own the places. But to me, I feel a little bit safer, like choosing where to eat if you kind of don't know where to go. <laughs> but you know, but that just, but you never know. Like I'm saying, I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what they're, why, why they're, I mean, if it means there there's um, nasty roaches crawling on the floor and the things are dirty, that's what I want to know of. If they're just being nitpicky about certain things. Yeah. So, so like the other day, this poor kid, oh my gosh, we went to Burger King to go try that. I, well, I wanted to try that coffee drink, which by the way, um, if you like super sweet drinks, go for it. I thought it was going to be more of a frosty in with like some coffee mixture. It's not like a watered down coffee drink with a lot of sugar in it. And I even got less, I got a medium and I asked the guy, how much, how many pumps of this stuff do you put in there? He said three in the medium. I said, give me one. He gave me one and it was terrible. So, um, I don't know, you can try it. But so we go there and Aaron wants, he wants a frosty and some fries. Of course, you got to dip your fries in your frosty. This poor new kid. Oh my gosh. He's like, well, I'm new on the register. And I'm like, okay. But the thing was, he, he, he said, you want fries? And he said, yes. And so he, we want two fries. And so he went over to the fries, picked up the fries, brought him over to the counter. We told him we were going to go. Um, and then he's like, oh, I need a bag. And then he walked back over to the fries, got a bag brought the bag over to the counter, put the fries in. I said, well, we need another fry. And so then he went and got another fry and put him back. He just kept traveling with the fries from place to place. I was like, oh my gosh, this poor kid. And he was like, well, I'm new and I don't know everything yet. And we're like, it's okay. No problem. Be nice to him, but oh my gosh, what a mess. But yeah, that drink isn't very good unless you like super sweet stuff, but I don't know. Yeah, very bad. It was it was sad, BP, because he was trying, and and then the manager who I felt bad for too was like running all. He was just running back to this guy, and then running to another guy, and then back to another guy, and then back to another guy, and back to one guy, and back to another guy, and that's kind of how it is nowadays. You can't. The kid was trying. At least he was trying. He was paying attention to us. He wasn't rude. The manager was super nice. Um, everything was the 
except for the drink was just super sweet. It, I couldn't complain about them. I just, just the way he was handling the food, I was like, ah, just don't set it on the counter. Just put it in the bag, you know, but yeah, I felt bad for him. But that's kind of how it is nowadays. You either can't find people to work or else they're, the managers are overworked. So give people a little bit of kindness. Unless they're being mean to you, then kill them with kindness, right? <laughs> kill them with kindness. Yeah. So, um, hmm, I have. Let me see what else I have to talk about, you guys. <laughs> I was trying to get my... Um, a-L-E-X-A, I don't want to say her name because she's right here, um, set up to, I guess she can play play games um, for Wednesday. And um, the only one I saw on there, so is it, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Do you guys remember watching that? I, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to play it with her and see what she does. And maybe we can do it online, you know, do it together. See if we're smarter than a fifth grader. I never was. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like I never was smarter than a fifth grader. We need all the kids on here to help us out. But um, so uh, I might just end up getting into music if I can't um, bring anything else up here. <laughs> all right. Well, I think I might just bring up the music. And we're doing 70s today. 70s rock. And I'm going to start, we're going to start with a little fog hat, and then we're going to end with a little Wayward Sun Kansas, since I'm drinking my Wayward Sun coffee. Thank you, Yancy Yancy. Um, uh, we'll do this together. Um, so let's get into that. It is really good coffee, if you guys have a chance. I'm older than a fifth grader, not necessarily smarter. I know, me neither, BB. <laughs> so I'm going to see how that works um, so we can do that on Wednesday. Or I, I'm not sure what else. She has all kinds of skills. She's got skills, supposedly. I just haven't figured them all out yet. Um, so, all right. So we'll start. And some of these, um, some of these songs are long. Uh, so the first one said is fog hat slow ride um slow ride uh, is a song by english rock band fog hat according to their drummer roger earl the song was created during a jam session nick had a cassette player and he would record whatever we played there as i recall it the whole song was written the middle part the bass part and then the ending were nick's ideas Basically, Nick wrote the song, but we just jammed on it. And then Nick cut the stuff up so it made sense as far as it goes. And then Dave, um, pervert, perverty, not pervert, perverty, I'll just call him Dave. Um, the band's guitarist and vocalist said, I've got some words. That's how um, that came about. And they laughed. The song is the band's highest charting billboard single and remains a staple of classic rock. Um, and did you know Foghat got their name um, when Dave came up with the word while playing Scrabble-like game with his brother? Dave convinced the band to go with that instead of Brandywine. So um, here they are, Foghat with Slow Ride. Just... 
thank you about Lila. Thank you guys all for the likes. And yes, thank you, Hanny. Um, the Coffeeville um, website is in the chat where you can buy the Wayward Sun Coffee. Thank you, Hanny. Guys, thank you, Hanny. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, BP. Thank you, GP Man. <laughs> that is a little bit of the very long song, a slow ride. Yeah, it's like eight over eight minutes long. Um, by Foghat off the album Full for the City 1975. This music is gonna get us going for a Monday. Um yeah, I was reading about this song, Stuck in the Middle with You, uh, is a song written by Scottish musicians, Jerry Rafferty, Joe England, and performed by the band Steeler Wheel. The band was surprised by the single's chart success. The single sold over 1 million copies, eventually peaked at number six on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 charts, number eight in the U.K., number two in Canada. Um, Billboard ranked it as the um, 30th song um, of 1973. The band appeared playing the song on the BBC's 
Top of the Pops on May of 1973. The song was used, I say I've never saw this movie. Um, I know. Quentin Tarantino's 1992 Reservoir Dogs during a scene in which the character, Mr. Blonde, taunts and tortures a bounded police officer while singing and dancing to this song. Oh man, that just ruins it for me. Here's Steeler Wheel stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> well, I don't know why I came here tonight I got the feeling of something right I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair And I wonder how I'll get down the stairs Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. And I'm wondering what it is I should do. It's so hard to keep a smile from my face. Listen, go, yeah, I'm all over the place. Yes, it is a great song, VP. I know you're dancing, Annie. That is the only way to open mail. Or scan it. <laughs> and you started up with nothing, and you found that you're a something man. is stuck in the middle with you. Steeler Wheel off the album. Steeler Wheel 1972. All right, we're going to move on to a little, um, oh, Kansas is not supposed to be right there. Um, Heart, um, Magic Man. Um, the Magic Man is Mike Fisher, Heart's original guitarist. He was Annie Ann Wilson's boyfriend, and she followed him to Canada during the Vietnam War year, so he would not get drafted. In 1974, Nancy Wilson, um, Ann's sister, joined the band, and Fisher became their manager and sound engineer. The song is about being madly in love to the point where you have 
<clears throat> not thinking clearly. Um, the line, come on home girl, relates to Anne's uh, mother. The line, try to understand mama, he's my magic man, is Anne's response. Wilson says her mother helped keep her grounded when she was being rather irrational and Nella acting under the spell of the magic man. Um, Hart built their following in Canada where they were waiting out the Vietnam War um, when they um, debut album Dream Boat Annie was released in 1975. Some radio stations picked up the song as the band toured the country. When they returned to America in 1976, they had to start the promotional cycle again, but it worked. Crazy on You got airplay around the country and generated buzz for the band. When Magic Man was released, more radio stations were familiar with Heart and added it to their playlist. So here they are, Heart with Magic Man. Thank you, Mike. Oh, welcome. I thought you were already here. <laughs> Are you trying to confuse me? Thank you, BP. Mexican wrestlers. I can't think of what they're called. Lachadoras? Lachadoras? Is that really you? <laughs> I remember 
<laughs> I remember one of the first times I saw you way back in the day. You were on, um, you were on um, El Gato's show and you were on the panel and the picture you had, I, I've never, I haven't seen it since. It was so long ago. I thought, who is that big, scary biker guy up there? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was the e-bike mic. I don't know. It was, it was just like, who's that scary guy? He's not scary. I mean, you could be scary at times. I, I, I'm, I'm got you. I could see you turning into scary, but yeah. Welcome back, Sam. <laughs> it was a long time ago. I was just like, oh my gosh. And you just look mean. Like, don't act with me. You know, you were unfuckwittable for sure. All right, that is Magic Man by Heart off the album Dreamboat Annie, 1975. All right, we're going to move on. Um, let me make sure that this matches up. Okay, Almond Brothers. Um, Almond Brothers. Why did I say Almond Brothers? Midnight Rider is a song by the American rock band, the Almond Brothers Band. Um, it was the second single from their second studio album, Idlewild South, um, released on Capricorn Records. Um, this song was primarily written by the vocalist Greg Allman, who first began composing it at a rental cabin outside of Georgia. He enlisted the help of the roadie Robert Kim Payne to complete the song's lyrics. Um, he had he had Payne broke broke break into Capricorn Records studios to complete the demo of the song. Um, while the original Allman Brothers release, the song did not chart, Greg Allman's um, solo version of the song released in 1973 was its biggest chart success. Um, it was number, um, it topped the top 20 hits in the U.S. and in Canada. It didn't say where it charted, it just said it topped the top 20. So here is Midnight Rider, Allman Brothers Band. Another good song. So seventies are a great time for music, for sure. WKOP,
Thank you, BP, my friend. Appreciate you. Thought is the Allman Brothers Band. Midnight Rider off the album Idle Wild South, 1970. I want to play all these songs in their entirety. Golly. All right. My next song. I went through my Ted Nugent stage. I loved Ted Nugent. I had my the poster times. I had a Ted Nugent poster on my wall. My mom thought, who is that guy on your wall with the long hair showing his chest? She did not like him. Anyway, Ted Nugent, Stranglehold is a song of defiance. He wrote it in response to the naysayers at the record label who turned him down. In an interview, Nugent, um, he described it as the middle fingers on fire, telling the music industry that my music is way better than you can imagine. Mm-hmm. About It's about my overt confidence, he says, in music. The audience gave me that confidence by celebrating it and going nuts for it, just like I do. And finally, Tom Worman at Epic Records realized it. And 10 million albums later, the rest of the industry can just kiss my ass. Yes, that's what he said, people. He is unquitable. Um, it became an entrance theme to the NHL team, um, Chicago Blackhawks. It was also the entrance theme used by Kevin Von Erich, Erich, um, professional wrestler um, career. So here we go. I'm Chad Nugent, Stranglehold. Another long song. <laughs> he was naked under the guitar. Oh, <laughs> probably was. Hi, from Italy. So good to have you. Music is uh, worldwide, so you can understand it. I'm like, glad to have you. I'm not going to even try to butcher your name, but I'm glad to have you, Leo.
PP definitely wouldn't get mess pushed around, that's for sure. <laughs> teach us all how to to take care of ourselves and uh like you know gardening and hunting and all that good stuff he's into all that this song goes on for another almost six minutes so that is ted nugent Stranglehold off the album Ted Nugent 1975. We're going to move on to a little bit of Leonard Skinner. And uh, what's your name? What's your name? Uh, is based on a true story. One night while um, we were on tour, the band was drinking at a hotel bar when one of the roadies got in a fight. They all got kicked out, went to a room ordered champagne, and continued to party. The incident in the song did not happen in Boise, Idaho. The first line was originally, it's 8 o'clock and boys, it's time to go. But lead singer Ronnie Van Zant changed it when he found out that his brother Donnie was opening his first national tour with the band 38 Special. Oh, remember 38 Special? In Boise. The first line became, it's 8 o'clock, Boise, Idaho. The three members of Leonard Skinner, oh, yeah, they died in a plane crash just three days after this album was released. The album had to be given a new cover because the original cover um, shows the band members surrounded in flames. Um, so they had, they changed that. So here's Leonard Skinner. What's your name? Thank you. 
Um, that is Leonard Skinner with What's Your Name off the album Street Survivor 1977. All right, before I get on, oh, stop. Before I get on to the next song, um, BP just sent me, I know he, he likes his coffee, um, the Death Wish uh, coffee. I guess I would totally try this um, just because I like coffee you know, flavor. It's Death Wish Coffee Vodka. So it's coffee, it's coffee flavored vodka um, by, and it's gotten only one, one star, but all the rest are um, three and above stars. Oh, quick deliver, strong coffee flavor. Oh, sounds good. Coffee flavored vodka. I'll put that on the um, Dina Joe Facebook page. All right, we're going to move. Thank you, BP. Uh, move on to a little cheap trick. Um, the song Surrender. It, it is the late 1970s teen anthem, they're saying, describing the relationship between the baby boomer narrator and his GI generation parents. His mother frequently warns him. I was laughing so hard. His mother frequently warns him about the girls he will meet as he will never know what diseases he will catch from them, as amplified by the rumor about a soldier's, and then it says in parentheses, penis falling off as the result of some Indonesian Indonesian junk that's going around. It says that in the, well, it says Indonesian junk going around and it says the soldiers, something falling off. I don't think it says penis. We'll have to listen. The mother's expertise on the such matters is endorsed by the father who states that she serves as a WAC in the Philippines, a claim which amazes the narrator who's been under the impression that WACs only recruit old maids. And in the song, it says, and mommy isn't one of those. The narrator then describes how his parents are weirder and hipper than many teens would believe. For example, the narrator describes how he discovers his mom and dad on rolling on the couch and listening to his kiss records late at night, rolling, rolling numbers, rock and rolling, got my kiss records out. This mentions was thank you to Chip Trick, who um, were heavily supported by the band Kiss in their earlier days um, and vice versa. They both supported each other. So here is Cheap Trick with Surrender. <laughs> I want to hear if it says your penis is going to fall off. <laughs> Mama told me, yes, she told me I'd meet girls like you. Stay away, you'll never know what you'll catch. Soldiers falling off. Yeah. 
album I ever bought. I took the RTT bus to Plenty Hills Mall in California and bought this album and met my first boyfriend, Frank. Frank! Oh, Frank. He was a skateboarder. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> that is Cheap Trick Surrender, the album Heavens Tonight, 1978. Aw, oh, memories, memories, memories. Why does that keep happening? I keep pushing stop and it keeps playing it over. All right, we're going to move on to this song cracked me up. Cherry Bomb. Remember this one? The Runaways. Cherry Bomb was written by Runaways manager Kim Foley and guitarist Joan Jett for the group's self-titled debut album. The title is a play on the name of their lead singer, Sherry Curry, who was only 16 when the song was released. A cherry bomb is a small explosive device popular with kids, but in the contents of this song, it means an underage girl who gets in a lot of trouble. In this case, taunting her parents and, and other adults with suggestions of promiscuity and bad behavior. This was all in design as um, the manager Foley was out to shock with the runaways and generate a great deal of hype. The band earned a lot of press and a fair amount of rock credibility since they um, actually did play their own instruments as part of that was a genuine talent. In many ways, however, Curry was the weakest link. It was um, it was hard to take the band seriously when their lead singer wore lingerie on stage and presented herself as jailbait. Um, thanks to the manager. Um, Curry left the band in 1977 after their third album. And when asked why the runaways were having a hard time being taken seriously, Joan Jett said it was the whole cherry bomb with the corset thing. She said, Either way, Miss Sherry Curry has another cool career on her resume. She actually is a chainsaw artist that is carving wood sculptures using a chainsaw and she's really good at it i checked it out i'm gonna put it in the um chat um so let me copy that and then we're gonna get cherry bomb Can't stay at home, can't stay at school. Old folks stay, you're full of the food. 
and then running girl was all the manager's idea you know what i mean you know what it's funny you say that um bam bam because that um is something uh, this is the runaways um cherry bomb bad reputation off the album um i want to do one a list that's just like soundtracks like one day i'll play greece and then the next day i will play dazed and confused so i'm gonna put that on the list um you know not the whole album of course but um 14 songs of it hopefully they will have it so i'll put that one down dazed and confused so if you guys um have other music soundtracks that you like and you would like me to play Saturday Fever. Yes, that one too. Thank you. Do do just what BP just did. Um, as I walked away Saturday night. Fever. And I will write it down so we can get that. I think that'd be fun to do. So we're going to do that for sure. All right. The next one, um, Jail by, Jail Break by Finn Lizzie. Um, similar to Thin Lizzy's hit, The Boys Are Back in Town, this song finds the band singing about the hell unrest they are about to cause this particular evening. Along with The Boys Are Back in Town, this is one of their most popular songs played frequently on classic rock radio. Um, in December of 2008, the song was named the 73rd best hard rock song of all time by VH1. The song was used in the movie Detroit Rock city in the scene where one of the characters escapes from the boarding school his mother has taken him to to go to a kiss concert <laughs> it was used in the 2017 commercial for Sonos home audio equipment where their sound system solves the problem of a silent night here is thin lizzie jail break Dark shadows. Tonight there's gonna be a jailbreak somewhere in this town. 
Thank you, Bam Bam. Thank you, BP. Thank you, Mike. Glad you came in and you didn't miss Wayward Son. <laughs> Even though I think you're in before. We'll see. <laughs> All right, that is Thin Lizzy with Jailbreak off the album Jailbreak from 1976. All right, we're going to move on to a little bit of deep purple um their song highway star uh highway star is a song um, by of course english rock band deep purple it is the opening track on the band's sixth studio album machine head and is the fastest tempo song the album is characterized by long classical inspired guitar and organ solos it is about a man and his love for his high-powered car which he says can outrace anything else on the road. The song is responsible for many of speeding tickets. <laughs> According to Deep Purple's bass player, Roger Glover, the band wrote Highway Star on their tour bus on the way to a gig to Portsmouth Guide Hall in the UK in 1971. They were sick of their current opening number, which was Speed King. Highway Star became their opening um, from that point on. The song has evolved through the live performances. So um, Richie Blackmore's guitar solo on this track was raised, ranked number 15 on Guitar World Magazine's 2008 list of 100 greatest guitar solos. So here they are, Deep Purple, Highway Star. Mm -hmm. 
He came to the right place. Thank you, Mike. My friend, Mike. If you're not awake by now, you are. You should be awake by now. <laughs> that is Deep Purple, Highway Star off the album Machine Head in 1972. All right, we're going to move on. And I've just decided while talking to Bam Bam, I'm going to start that next next Wednesday. Um, Wednesdays will be the day that I will play a album from a movie, a soundtrack from a movie. And um, to start off, it'll be that one, Detroit Shadows. So next Wednesday, um, oh, I got a notification. <laughs> next Wednesday, we'll start that. So if you want an album um, soundtrack, please let me know um, so that I can get the information on the songs and all that lined up. And we'll do that. We'll start that every Wednesday. We'll start doing that. So, all right, we're going to move on. The next song I have on the list is um, Led Zeppelin, Immigrant Song. Um, the land of ice and snow is Iceland, where the band played in June of 1970. Robert Plant explains, um, we weren't being pompous. We did come from the land of ice and snow. We were guests of Icelandic government on a cultural mission. We were invited to play a concert in Reykjavik. Um, and the day before we arrived, all the civil servants went on strike and the gig was going to be canceled. The university prepared a concert hall for us and it was phenomenal. 
The response from the kids was remarkable and we had a great time. Immigrant Song was about the trip and it was the opening track on the album that was intended to be incredibly different. Led Zeppelin meant for the song to be somewhat humorous, relating their adventure on the road to the Vikings who fought the hordes to conquer new lands. They weren't known as a funny band, so a lot of fans actually took it quite seriously. Here is Led Zeppelin, Immigrant Song. Rockstar, thank you, BP. in it. What is the one that has um, Kate Hudson? Isn't there a rock movie with Kate Hudson and um, oh, I can't think of the brother's name. He's See, there's a lot of good ones out there. Thank you, Yancey. Appreciate you so much. All right, that's Led Zeppelin with Immigrant Song off Led Zeppelin 3, 1970. Um, let that play a little bit. Um, the next song I have on the list is Mountain by, uh, I'm sorry, it's Mississippi Queen by Mountain. We have to have a little cowbell on um, this list. So the song is about a seductive woman who teaches the sing singer a thing or two about the ways of love. This is one of the most famous cowbell songs of all time, but the band didn't envision the instrument in the song. Um, in an interview, Leslie West explains the cowbell in the beginning is just there because Felix wanted Corky to count the song off. So we used the cowbell to count us off. It wasn't put in there on purpose and it became a quintessential cowbell song. Considered a rock classic, it was one of the most successful singles, reaching number 21 on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1970. The song included on the group's debut album and several live recordings have been issued. Here they are, Mountain, Mississippi Queen. Oh, hell's bells. Where is it? Oh, hold on. I hate when this happened. Um, bear with me. We're playing this song. Why is it not on my list? Damn it. <laughs> Let's see. There it is. 
M I S S I S S I P P I. We'll play this one. See, look obstacles in the face and figure it out. Hell's Bells is right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, angel ears. off the album Climbing in 1970. All right, there is my last song. I'm like, it better be in there. All right, guys. For those of you who are drinking, Wayward Son, I salute you. We're going to play the song Carry On Wayward Son by Kansas. This was written by Kansas guitarist Carrie. Um, to carry the song was not written to express anything specifically or religious, though it certainly expresses spiritual searching and other ideas. Um, Carrie became an evangelical Christian in 1980 and has said that his songwriting to that point was all about searching. Regarding this song, he explains, I felt a profound urge to carry on and continue to search. I saw myself as a wayward son alienated from the ultimate reality and yet striving to know hit it or him. Um, the positive note at the end, surely heaven waits for you seems strange and premature, but I felt impelled to include it in the lyrics. It proved to be pro prophetic. Carry on becomes, became the band's first top 40 hit peaking at number 11 and is often regarded as one of the greatest rock songs of all time. It gave Kansas uh, the staying power it needed to keep producing records with Kirshner and earned Carrie the reputation as one of the best respected musicians and lyrics in rock and roll. Here we go. Lift your cup, wayward son, Kansas, carry on wayward son. Carry on my 
And Coffeeville's very own Phil Earhart on drums. And he is the one behind Wayward Sangavi. WKOP and the Coffeeville. Um, I'm going to learn it one of these days, Yancey. I'm so sorry. Coffeeville um, memes, house of memes, memes. Um, it's really good. I know, like Hanny described it, like you, even if you don't live in that town, it's kind of like I wish every news place had it, like the little bits and pieces so that you can, you know, read about different things um, that are happening there. It's really good. But, and um, he also has merchandise too, so follow him. Duke, Duke James, click on his little profile too. Um, he has shows that comes on. Hanny J, um, my friend Audie, she isn't in here, but give her a follow. Who else is in here? Anybody else that might have a show, um, pop it in the chat. I hear that our Beans and Weenies um, will be coming back, so um, look for them. And then Yancey and Hanny were both on... Um, I can picture him when I can't think of his name. Um, it was on this past Saturday. It's been on, thank you. Um, they've been on um, hiatus, but is it going to be every Saturday that you guys come on? So please give our friends a follow. It, you know, try to um, go in when you can. And if you can't, at least you're following them and hopefully um, it'll automatically download and 
it'll give them some support that they need. So yeah. Okay. Every Saturday from seven and nine central, it was really positive. They talked about smiling and all kinds of UFOs and different stuff. So I liked it. It was good. Give them a follow Russ Finland. And then, um, and then Nanny, we know what you mean. Nanny J's TRL. <laughs> give her a follow when she comes in. All right. That was the last song that I had for us today. Um, Kansas Wayward Sun Off Left Left Overture album, um, nineteen seventy six. Um, again, I'm going to start not this Wednesday. Next Wednesday, we'll start with um the soundtrack, starting with uh D no Dark Dark Shadows soundtrack. We're going to do movie soundtracks um on Wednesdays until we get bored with it, um because a lot of movies have some really good soundtracks, and so. If you can think of some, let me know, and we will play those for you. Um, so thank you so much for being here today. Hey, Bart, are, are you okay? I I, I was saying earlier, I know that in Boulder, there's like flood warnings, and I know you're up towards that way. So I hope that you're doing all right. Um, we've got some crazy weather out here. Um, all good. All good. So great. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, then I'm going to leave you like I always leave you. Be the reason someone smiles today. Let your smile change the world, but don't let the world change your smile. Be unfuckwittable. And if nobody's told you this lately, you are loved and you are appreciated. And I mean that with the, you know, with all of my being. You guys um been thinking about my mom a lot. I saw on the calendar that next month, it's already been a year since she's passed away, and it's freaking hard. It's just like it was yesterday. So thank you guys for being here today with me. I really, really appreciate it. It helps more than, than you know, than you know. Um, have a great rest of your day and be safe out there. The world is crazy and we need to watch each other's backs. Okay. Love you guys. <laughs> tons. Love you tons. Love you back. Have a great day. See you around popping. Bye.